It's not just time to get away. It's time to travel with Anita. From around the world to across Georgia, she covers it all. Now, here's the host of Travel with Anita, Anita Thomas. Hello, 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 and welcome aboard Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, we've all heard the song Rocky Mountain High by John Denver, where he sings about Colorado. And I've always loved that song because when I hear it, it kind of takes me to the Rocky Mountains, and I think about clean, crisp air, spectacular scenery, and that kind of true Western vibe. None of that um, urban cowboy... (laughs) (laughs) Not out there. It's the real deal when you're talking about Colorado. And I had a chance to visit Grand County, Colorado, and the city of Grand Lake, and also the city of Granby. But in Grand Lake, I flew into Denver. It's how I first got there. And then I took um, a van ride with uh, the company called Home James, which is a service that can take you from from Denver on out to to Grand Lake. It took me about two and a half hours or so to get out there. But when I arrived, I was just like so surprised because it's a grand lake. I mean, there's a beautiful lake that's right there, and it was right by the hotel where I was staying. So I was ready right away to find out what are some of the things that I can do while I'm in Grand Lake. So I want to share all of these things with you, the things that I did, the places where I ate, and a little bit also too later in the show, I'm going to talk about my trip to the Rocky Mountains National Park, as well as I went to a, get this guys, I went to a guest ranch. Yes, a luxury one at that. And I had a chance to ride horses. So I did a little bit of everything. But I want to start in Grand Lake because that's where I started. So one of the main things that I did that I really, really loved was that I took a boat ride one morning to tour around Grand Lake. And I would say uh, do the morning boat tour because they do offer it uh, several times throughout the day. But the morning time was great because you're likely to have calmer water. And my tour uh, on the water, it was like the water was like glass. It was so smooth. So uh, just so easy to be out there. No bumps and no kind of rough water, anything like that clear skies and we even saw moose in someone's yard and it was early enough that I suspected that moose was probably waking up from a long night's sleep and making its way on out of there but we got a chance to see a little bit of wildlife too during our boat tour and for that scenic boat tour of the lake I went to Headwaters Marina where if you do this you can also get on the boat and take a trip around and their guide will tell you all about the history of the area including a lot of interesting stories about the owners of those lakefront houses. And the lakefront houses are fabulous, okay? They're really pretty grand out there. That's grand as well. Now, some of those homes are owned by celebrities, so you get a chance to hear a little bit about celebrities. And our guide even gave us a little bit about some of the personalities that people have come to know about those celebrities because they're walking around town just like everybody else. And speaking of walking around town, there are many stores where you can stop and find local crafts and go a little bit shopping, too, while you're there. Now, I also had a chance to check out the five-star performance at the Rocky Mountain Repertoire Theater. And I had a chance to see the Little Shop of Horrors. I'm sure you guys are familiar with that. It's been uh, done theatrically as well as a movie done with it. And it was a fantastical um, musical event. I would say the actors that they had there are definitely five-star. I think they may have pulled them from, uh, from Broadway up in New York. They were really, really good. 
And you know this musical is all about, you know, the Skid Row flower shop and its employees, Sid Moore, uh, Seymour and Audrey, and their, you know, experiences with this plant that just goes out of control. So if you're there during the time when there is a production taking place, you definitely want to check out the theater there in Green Lake. Now, you're also really close to Rocky Mountain National Park, and going over there for a hike or a drive through the park is definitely a must. Now, I had a chance to do that, and what I did was just drove the, the Trail Ridge Road, which is the highest continuous paved highway in the U.S. And there are lots of places along the way where you can stop, you can stay for a while, take in the vistas, the views, and all of the rolling mountains, or stop and take a hike, or have lunch. And you'll hear a lot more about the Rockies later in the show when I talk with one of the National Park Service uh, managers about how you can have an amazing time in the park as well. And Grand Lake is very close to the west entrance of the park. So it's easy for you to do that boat ride that I mentioned in the morning and also take in the Rocky Mountains. Very, very easy to do. Now, you know me, I always have to talk about the food. And there's some great places right there in Grand Lake where you can have some really good meals. Now, when I think of Colorado, I think about things cooked on the grill. And if you've listened to my show through the years, you know how much I love barbecue. So that was one of the things I had to have because Sagebrush, which is the name of the restaurant, the first one where I ate, is all about barbecue and great meals like that. Very delicious. And it's also a local's favorite. So you know if the locals like it and they're going back, must be good. So definitely check out Sagebrush. And also the restaurant called Rocky's, which is part of actually the hotel where, where I stayed the Western Riviera, and I'll talk more about that in the next segment. But Rocky's is a perfect spot for dinner after checking out all the local scenes. And with all of the American food on the menu, you'll definitely find something that is perfect for, for you and your family or your travel buddies. And breakfast spots, they're all around. There are lots of different coffee shops, one called the Hub Coffee House, Blue Waters Bakery. The one I liked was called Jumpstart. And, you know... If the name of it is Jumpstart, they must have good coffee because they're getting you ready for the, for the whole day that you're going to have so that you're ready for that. And Blue Water Bakery. So lots of choices there for breakfast or for grabbing a coffee, you know, throughout the day or grabbing lunch uh, throughout the day as well. Now, I just mentioned places to stay, and I had a chance to stay at the Western Riviera, and I will share an interview that I had in the next uh, segment where I spoke with the owner, Michael Tompkins, about how he and his wife became hotel owners. But I have to tell you a little bit about this hotel because it is situated right there on the lake, and it's the only property where you can stay in Grand Lake, and you're right there, you're right there on the lake. And just steps right outside your door, and you're on the shore of the lake. Or you can also sit outside of your room and watch nightfall over the lake and enjoy the calming sounds of a town as it settles um, sort of into the evening with a little bit of chatter going on, boats out on the lake, the sound of children playing on the beach. It's just the perfect, perfect setting when you're visiting Grand Lake. Now, my room was a really cool room. I would say it could accommodate a family very, very well. Two bedrooms, a roomy living room. So it made a lot of space for you to bring the whole family or bring several of your friends with you as well. So that room number was 29. So if you go and you're staying at the Western Riviera, ask for room 29 so you can have that same spectacular view, that really big room. Now, last year, the East Troublesome Fires was a devastating thing that happened in that area, and it definitely lived up to its name. The fire was raging through the area last year, around the same time now, and burned over 15,000 acres, leaving many homeless. 
And while I was there, you could easily see the scorched ground and the burned trees, but you could also see sprouts of grass dotting the ground and new brush pushing through the, the blackened ground. But most of all, you could feel and you could hear the sense of resilience of the people, hearing the stories of how neighbors helped neighbors and the spirit of survival in the face of a roaring fire. So there is uh, definitely some rebuilding going on, but they are open for tours, for, for tourism to, to come there. So definitely they want the tours to come. So don't hesitate to go. I'm going to stop here for a break, but when we come back, as I mentioned, I'm going to talk with the owner of the hotel where I stay, the Western Riviera, so you can hear all about it and start planning your trip to the Grand Lakes. We're on Travel with Anita and Friends. Back in a moment. your perfect hotel on vacation. I'm the kind of girl that I like to be in the middle of it all. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And while visiting Grand Lake, I stayed in the Western Riviera on the lake in the middle of it all. I talked with owner Michael Tompkins and he shares why it's your perfect spot too. Tell me a little bit about the history of your hotel because it seems as though maybe you have a story with it. Well, 21 years ago, actually 22 years ago, I was sitting across the lake at Point Park, looking towards Grand Lake and at the motel, and I told my wife Jackie that we should have bought that motel when it was fish sale the previous two years earlier. It was just a perfect location right on the lake, and we wanted to live up here permanently. So we walked into town, and lo and behold, it was on the market again. Turned out it wasn't the whole property, it was just the 16-room motel, which was a perfect bite-sized start for us. So 21 years ago, we started on the 4th of July weekend, which is the busiest week in Grand Lake every single year. So we were a little bit insane, but over time we bought the rest of the property, and now we have the entire motel and cabins and a event center all, all overlooking the lake. All right, well, let's start with the, with the hotel. So how many rooms are, are there? Because I think I'm in room number 29. So is it 29 rooms or do you have more? We have 16 rooms at the motel. 
It's a two-story structure. All of them overlook the lake. We have 10 large cabins across the street and four small cabins. And then we have two homes overlooking the lake, the tree house and the lake house. So a little bit of variety, whatever you need. If you have a small group, large group, we can fit you in. Well, I love the sound of that tree house. Is it kind of up on the mountain? It's, it's right on the top of the hill. It's the highest property overlooking the lake, yes. So the treehouse comfortably sleeps four and six people can uh, stay there if they're friendly. And the lake house in front of it, it will sleep eight to ten. So staying here with you, I mean, it's very close to uh, Grand, uh, Grand Street, Grand Avenue, and all of the activities to do. So what are some of the things that people can look forward to coming to stay with you? Well, there are more ice cream cone stands per capita than I think anywhere else in the United States, if not the world. I think we have a town of 500 people and we have nine ice cream stands. So if you like ice cream, this is your place to be. We also have miniature golf, which the kids love and have been playing for decades. We have plenty of restaurants, bars, and We've always had a pretty good music scene, but it's really blossomed this year, especially outdoor patio music. But you can listen to music inside or outside. And uh, uh, Grand Lake has been designated a creative district, so we're attracting a lot more creative people, artisans, and people selling their wares. So it's a fun place to be. It's a little town, but in the summer it grows quite large with the uh, visitors we have. Historically, we've done weddings and birthday parties and family reunions in the event center. Our goal, though, is to turn it into a year-round restaurant, and uh, we're looking at that right now, so we may be shifting the profile here at the event center. So it would be the only restaurant directly on the lake. There's another one, Charlie's, which is a great restaurant bar with music that has a patio that overlooks the lake also, but it's sort of a half block off, but you can get great views. But this is the closest, hopefully will be the closest restaurant to the lake. Not hopefully be close to the lake because it already is. (laughs) Hopefully it'll be a restaurant. And we're looking out at this beautiful view because the windows go all the way across the back wall. So, I mean, it's definitely the perfect spot for not only having a great event, but having a great chance to like look out at the lake. I mean, it's awesome. Yes, it's great to sit in here. It's even better if you go out on the front porch and it's got a large area and you can look down. If you look to your left, you see little kids playing in the beach. It's our beach area. And then if you look to the right, we have our kayak and stand-up paddleboard launches so you can watch people. And that's another thing that's really exploded in Grand Lake is the stand-up paddleboards. They were non-existent 10 years ago. Now they are by far the most numerous watercraft, and we see them all the time. And they seem very easy to learn because people go and rent one and they're out there (laughs) standing up or kneeling down or sitting down, whatever they feel comfortable with. So it's really an outdoor recreation town. We have Rocky Mountain National Park. The most important thing, the reason Grand Lake is here, uh, just a mile away so people can hike and do wildlife viewing. And then uh, we have everything going on in town. So if you're an outdoors person, this is the place. If you like to dine and shop, drink, I like to do all three of those. 
this is also the place to be. <laughs> I like all of those as well, Mike. <laughs> Definitely. And not necessarily in that order. They can be in all they can be in any order. <laughs> Just make sure they're all there. But now tell me how accessible is your property for uh, different visitors coming? Well, it is very accessible right now, but unfortunately our most wheelchair accessible rooms are being sold in uh, December. The biggest problem with small tourist towns like Grand Lake is we don't have enough employee housing. So our best wheelchair accessible rooms are um, going to be sold and turned into long-term housing. But if you mean accessible for, for able-bodied people, we're right in the middle of town. You go right in the middle of town in Grand Lake and we're right there, right on the water. We're really the only motel on Grand Lake shores. So now I'm ready for folks to start planning a trip to come to Grand Lakes, but how should they get in touch with you all? Should they try planning way ahead of time or do you have certain times of the year when you're busier? Uh, what's, the, what's the best time and how can we start booking? The best time depends on what you want to do. My favorite time September because it's the colors changing, the elk are bugling, that's the male trumpeting to attract a harem of females. The biggest male elks get a harem of like 20 females and all the other males just have to go off on by, by themselves and be bachelors that year. So that's, that's going on in, in the fall. We have Constitution Week celebration, which is the only week-long celebration of the Constitution on the anniversary of its signing. So this year, that's September 13th through the 19th. But if you like summer sports, you definitely want to plan in advance if you like summertime visiting for sports or otherwise. July 4th books up a year out, and the rest of the rooms book up pretty quickly, especially on the weekends. And now that we'll be selling 10 of our properties, we expect to be 100% booked every day throughout the summer season. Winter is beautiful if you like to view the snowscape, cross-country ski, snowshoe, uh, a lot of people uh, snowmobile and you can rent snowmobiles. And that is the best time to book because that is our slowest time of year. So prices are lower, things are slower, and you can plan a romantic getaway and just have a, have a quiet vacation here. And what do the rooms go for? What's your rates? So depending on the season, they go from $100 to the houses go for $350 per night. And what's that uh, website so we can start looking and booking? Best way to look on our website is Western Riv. That's Western, R-I-V as in Victor, dot com, all one word. And that's for the Western Riviera Motel and Lodging. Get packed and head over to Grand Lakes Western Riviera. Now, when we come back, I'll share a very special experience I had while visiting Colorado. It's a wow. Actually, it's a double wow. It's at the Sea Lazy You Ranch. Oh, wow. You guys, I mean, it was great. So I'll be back in a moment here on Travel with Anita and Friends to tell you all about it. Sitting on a pocket full of hard-earned wages Looking at the world through magazine pages I heard a lot about the mountain and the Colorado rain 
Made this stop for personal reasons Didn't know I'd catch the changing of the seasons So winter dictates everything from frost to naked trees I'm about a mile high in Denver Where the rock meets Timberline dream vacation we want to take. That place where you've been dreaming about or thinking about over the years, you know, the place where you really, really want to go. Some people call them their bucket list trips and only dream about it, but not do it. Well, dreams do come true. So welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. And I've always wanted to visit Sea Lazy U Ranch in Grand County, Colorado. The photos that I saw of guests happily enjoying the many activities just made me want to be there even more. Sea Lazy U Ranch isn't like any other ranch. It's a place where nature, community, and luxury come together in a location where Colorado's beauty can be seen all around you. The stunning western landscape with pastures, mountain ranges sort of wraps around you. And while you're there, five-star service actually feels like family. Manager David Craig of the ranch leads a crew who takes guests on activities throughout the day with the most popular being horseback riding. Morning rides and afternoon rides are the highlight. And when you arrive, you are personally matched with a horse that meets your skill level as well as your personality. Now, my horse was named Gray Bird. He was a perfect gentleman. He had a calm manner, just what I needed. He put me at ease right away because I have to tell you guys, I had not been on a horse since I was a teen. So, you know, that's a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> but while you're there, you can also tour the grounds. You don't have to just do horseback riding all day. You can also take on the ropes course. You can do trap shooting. Join in the cattle clinics or go mountain biking, fly fishing, tennis. And also there is a spa. And that was my favorite spot because it overlooks the pastures with the mellow sounds of the river trickling across the rocks. It was very, very relaxing. The perfect type of spa. And meals, they are specially prepared and served family style. And when I say five-star experience, they definitely are that. Top it off, there's also the ice cream bar. Yep, I know that's calling your name too. Now, I was there doing an adults-only week. However, there are many opportunities for children and the perfect place for children to learn about horseback riding and taking care of animals. While I was there, David Craig and I were on the morning on Main Street with Bill Main. I'd love to share our conversation with you. David talks about the ranch and how you can have an experience very much like the one that I had. Anita, are you uh, astride your ride? Are you riding horses this morning? You're roping cattle? What are you doing? Hey, I'm going to try and do a little bit of all of it, but definitely riding a horse. It's been a long time, but I'm going to give it a try <laughs> this afternoon. Well, tell us where you are because you're at the, and it says the Sea Lazy U Ranch. Now, I, are you talking about me being lazy or you being lazy? Everybody who comes here can be lazy and just kick back and forget about all that urban craziness. My kind of place. <laughs> I like that. Right, well, tell us about it. 
Well, I have here with me David Craig. I'm going to let him jump in because he is the manager here, and uh, he can give you all the details so that we can get folks out here to have the same experience I'm having. Hey, well, David, welcome aboard. Good to have you along with us. And uh, tell us a little about the ranch there. What, what will folks experience when they go out? Well, thank you, Bill. Uh, we are a 100-year-old ranch. Uh, we've always been at the leading edge of luxury guest ranches. Um, we've got uh, about 10,000 acres, and all of our property is cobweb with spectacular horseback riding trails. We have a beautiful herd of 200 horses. In fact, Anita and I were just sitting on the front porch of a cabin watching our wranglers saddle up their horses because they're going to bring the herd in here in the next uh, half an hour or so. Um, we've got just a spectacular history of uh, operating at a, at a luxury level. Uh, we have um, a pretty huge repeat guest clientele. So we've had guests coming here consecutively, in some cases, for over 50 years. Wow. And that's because we have uh, such a diverse range of activities. Um, you know, I would say that probably our secret to success is the fact that we have a really spectacular children's program. So in the peak summer months, uh, Bill, which is from about June to the end of August, we have a seven-night required stay. And um, during that period, uh, the kids are with counselors all day long. The counselors are young, energetic, enthusiastic, uh, really exciting people that make their visit spectacular. And the great thing is that the kids have a great vacation, the adults have a great vacation, but it's not necessarily the same vacation because the adults do adult things and the kids do kid things and the kids are with other kids. So it's just a great way for the entire family to have a fulfilling experience. Fantastic. So let, let's talk about, we, we talked about the horseback trails and, and riding horses, which is the first thing I think of and would probably be one of the first things that I'd want to do. Uh, um, sure. having, having my daughter used to ride and we had a horse for a while. But uh, what else is, is, is to experience out there? Well, um, we are in uh, Orvis endorsed fly fishing lodge, and we have a river that runs right through the middle of the ranch. So we've got some great trout fishing here. Oh, wow. Uh, we have amazing guides. We actually provide all the Orvis gear, so you don't have to bring anything to the ranch. Um, and then uh, we have a spectacular team of ranch hands that will take you on a ropes course, uh, climbing wall. We have uh, archery even hatchet throwing, we have uh, baby guns, we have trap shooting. Uh, we can do ranger rides, which are kind of an ATV tour of the entire property. So there's a just an uh, endless list of things to do. And then we also uh, produce a lot of other evening activities. So uh, in the summertime, uh, during our peak w weeks, it's not uncommon to have square dancing or a talent show or a kid's carnival. And so there's always something going on at the ranch. Sounds like a lot of fun to be. Now, uh, orient me in the state. Where is Granby? Where, where is the ranch? North, south, east, west? Where, where is it? What is it near? Yeah, thanks. That's a great question. It's about uh, two hours northwest of Denver. So it's an easy drive from the Denver airport and just a beautiful drive because you'll cross over Berthoud Pass as you get into Grand County. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm, I'm noticing here this morning that uh, we're starting out at 76 degrees. You guys are at 34. So uh, it's a little yeah, cooler yeah. there. You know, actually, uh, that's that's the uh, nature of Colorado. It's crisp, cool mornings and beautiful, dry afternoons. And so this morning when I drove to work, it was about 29, but the sun is now Woo! coming over the river here as we're sitting here talking. And probably by this afternoon, we'll be in the uh, 70s or 80s. It'll be beautiful today. And it's also just a very dry climate, so certainly very agreeable. Man, that, what a great place to spend some summertime for sure. Nice and cool and comfortable. I know, Anita, you're, you're going to be well relaxed by the time you get back from there. Just beautiful. It's going to be hard to leave, I would think. 
it'll be hard to leave. And I'll tell you, Bill, not only summertime fun, but really they are pretty much year-round. So you can also come and have some winter activities as well. And uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful setting. The cabins are really lovely, very comfortable, and they're situated all around the property. So you can, you know, take your choice with that as well. And I want to check out, they have um, wagons where you can go glamping. Oh. (laughs) Yes, I want to check those out too. All right. That's like a covered wagon and uh, glamping short, obviously, for glamorous camping. Just a beautiful way to wake up in the morning and watch the mist coming across the reservoir, see some wildlife. It's, It's just a great way to start your day. Oh, man, I'm already ready to saddle up, so to speak, and go. That sounds like a lot of fun. It really does. Uh, what's the best way to find out more? I think the best way is to go to uh, com. That's got some great uh, video, and it will you know, really kind of uh, share the energy of the ranch and also just provide a huge amount of information. By the way, that's the letter C, not the word, but letter C, LazyU.com. Now, I'm ready to go back, and I'm sure David has your attention, too. So no need to be an urban cowboy or urban cowgirl. Head out west for a true experience at Sea Lazy You Luxury Guest Ranch. And you can have all the ex- uh, those experiences that I just mentioned. Maybe you want to go fly fishing. Maybe you want to do a bit of uh, mountain biking or take in the horseback riding. And now, if it's been uh, quite a few years like it had been for me, you can also take a couple of classes as well to get you prepared to get out there multiple times during your stay and go horseback riding. So I want you to stay right where you are because we'll be back here on Travel with Anita and Friends. Oh, you wild raging river Like my woman's lips You lure me Pipe piper of the desert Roll on to the sea You're the same at noon or midnight And I'd follow where you go But you're planning no returning You wild Colorado Rocky Mountain High. Remember that song? A visit to Colorado will get you in the Rocky Mountains. Clear, fresh air, and yes, high altitude. Welcome back to Travel with Anita and Friends. Now, I had an amazing visit recently to the Rocky Mountains and talked with Kyle Patterson, Management Specialist and Public Affairs Officer with the National Park Service there at the Rocky Mountains. She shares all the things that you can do and see. And also mean wildlife in that, too, in the Rocky Mountains. So if you are thinking about a trip to the National Park there in the Rocky Mountains, these are all the things that you can do. And Kyle lays them out, and she also will give you the contact information so that you can start planning that trip to Colorado and the Rocky Mountains. Here's my conversation with Kyle. So Rocky Mountain National Park is... um, 95% of Rocky is designated wilderness. So overall, we have about 415 square miles that that encompass Rocky Mountain National Park, and 95% of that is protected as wilderness. So about 5% of Rocky Mountain National Park is more of the developed areas that you mentioned. So about 5% of the park is where we have most of our 
you know, buildings and infrastructure. So that's where our visitor centers are located. That's where our campgrounds are located, all in that 5% of the developed area. But we also have, you know, over 350 miles of trails. And most of our trails are in designated wilderness. Uh, and so we have this, you know, amazing um, mix of kind of having these developed areas where if you're into camping and you're into car camping, you can drive up and camp in a site. Or we have a, a over 200 wilderness campsites, hmm. where you can backpack in and camp, you know, in a tent in the wilderness as well. So there's a variety of different um, recreational opportunities depending on what you're interested in, whether it's in the wilderness or um, outside the wilderness in more of our developed areas in the park. Well, it definitely sounds like you have something for everyone. You can do the camping or you can do the RVing. So it sounds like uh, there's no, you know, missing a step there. If families want to plan or if you want to have, you know, a special trip with, um, you know, just couples or however you want to travel. Sounds like there's something for everyone. But now I like the wildlife. So what wildlife can you find in the Rockies? You know, we have got such a diversity of wildlife in Rocky Mountain National Park. And a lot of it, Anita, is based on where you are in the park. So basically kind of what um, ecosystem or like life zone you're, you're in, whether you're recreating, you know, hiking or whether you're driving through the park and some of our, you know, you know, amazing established roadways. And so you might see different wildlife depending on where you are. So we've got a lot of large wildlife species, and then we have some really small species that you have to look a little closer. So some of our larger wildlife that call Rocky home are bighorn sheep, elk, mule deer, coyotes, bobcats, bears, mountain lions, and moose. And then we have, you know, some smaller wildlife as well, like marmots and pika and Wyoming ground squirrels and chipmunks. We have minks and weasels. And so, you know, we have a variety of wildlife species that are amazing as well as uh, pine marten. So we, you know, those are, those are some of the wildlife just to mention. And then we also have, you know, amazing bird species as well. Some that uh, live here year round, and then we also have a lot of migratory bird species that move through here, too. I mean, I would love to see some of the wildlife, but I have to admit, I might be a little nervous encountering some of the larger ones. So what, what will our experience be like in terms of encountering wildlife? So usually when you see wildlife, some of the best times to see wildlife are dusk and dawn. And that's oftentimes, you know, when the temperatures are cooler and when the wildlife are more active. And so certainly, you know, camping, when you're, if you're, if you're camping in an established front country, like car camping area or where you've got your RV, you know, you might see different wildlife depending upon the time of day. You know, certainly we want everybody to prop, uh, practice proper food storage when they're at places like our front country campgrounds. We require hard-sided food canisters in our wilderness sites. And that's, again, to keep the wildlife, um, uh, you know, safe and not habituated to, to our food. Usually you'll see wildlife, you know, very serendipitously, you know, it's these wonderful encounters that you weren't expecting, but oftentimes you see wildlife near water. So in places like the Kalanichi Valley or along the Colorado River, you might see elk or moose in the meadows there. 
Um, and then as you climb up in elevation, you will be more likely to spot species like bighorn sheep or, um, or like marmot or pika, animals like that. And then you see the weasels and pine martens and other of those species in the uh, subalpine area as well. So it really depends on what part of the park you're in as to the wildlife species. You know, Rocky's been around for, as I mentioned, 106 years. And the top three reasons that people come to visit the park are still the same today as they were when the park was created. Mm. Seeing beauty was the number one reason that people continue to say they come. Uh, and then watchable wildlife is usually in the top three. So when you are in the park, keep your eyes peeled because there's a really good opportunity. You will have some amazing wildlife viewing opportunities. And when most of our visitors do it very respectfully and from a distance so that, you know, all of us can enjoy the, the wildlife. So it really depends on, on where you are in the park, um, but we have amazing watchable wildlife opportunities. And being respectful because it is their home. <laughs> it's where it is. Yeah. So we definitely want to respect that. Just as we would want someone or something to respect our homes as well. <laughs> that is so true. And oftentimes in a national park, you know, people think, oh, are, am I in a zoo? Or they seem to be, you know, very, very tame or not reacting to my presence. But, you know, a lot of our wildlife are very used to people, but that doesn't mean they like it when you approach them or, you know, get closer. I think that they sometimes are, you know, get used to people, but that doesn't mean they're, you know, habituated or like you said, Anita shouldn't, you know, acknowledge that they are wildlife, wild animals. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely have to be respectful of that, just to be respectful of their home, but also uh, to protect yourself too, because you don't want to have an encounter uh, where some, where an animal is defending uh, either that is, young yes. territory. Very correct. Yes. But are there glaciers in the Rockies? I was looking around to see if I would see a glacier. In Rocky Mountain National Park, about a third of Rocky Mountain National Park is alpine tundra, which is the land above the trees. And so particularly this time of year and into the fall, uh, you know, it's it can be a very different uh, weather and temperatures and, and um, you know, conditions up higher. And so you are likely seeing, you know, a dusting of snow still in some places. And, you know, we certainly do have some glaciers in the park, and you can see some of those sculpted in the landscapes today. We're also really fortunate in that some of our glaciers sit in areas that are naturally, you know, kind of protected, too. They don't get the same amount of climatic conditions um, as, as some other glaciers that might be in southern-facing areas where they get more um, uh, sun. So we certainly have some uh, glaciers in the park. Many of them are located on the east side of the Continental Divide, you know, which runs down through the, the park. But we still do have glaciers in Rocky Mountain National Park. So the great place to find information about Rocky Mountain National Park, and I will state our website here, it's www.nps, as a National Park Service, dot g-o-v forward slash romo r-o-m-o so www.nps.gov forward slash romo so all national parks are going to have that dot gov 
um, website. So if people are really wanting the official websites, that's what they should look for when they're visiting National Park Service sites. From there, you can find all different information and maps and updated information, any kind of alerts we might have. You can dive deep. We've got thousands of pages on our website. There's also a National Park Service app that we encourage people to download too if they like apps because that takes a lot of information from our website. Anita, we also have an information office here at Rocky, which is pretty unique. A lot of national parks don't have information offices and we staff that with amazing uh, volunteers. And that number is 970-586-1206. And that is uh, staffed Monday through Sunday, so seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. right now. Ready, set, let's go. I'm ready to head back to Colorado, and I hope that you will plan a trip too. It's a wide open space for safe travel and filled with so many fun things to see and do. Now, thanks for joining me today, and make sure and check out those websites that I mentioned there, and maybe I'll see you in Colorado. But if not, I'll see you back right here on WDUN with another great destination. Bye-bye. Oh.